audience is getting restless. We want Jelly Willy. We want Jelly Willy. Then a rough. Oh my God. Few weeks for Roman Reigns. Rough. The dog goes rough. Rough, rough, rough. You know I don't speak Spanish. In English, please. Rough. Huh? Rough. You pooped in the refrigerator. Rough, 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 rough. Daddy, listen to me. Shh. Lisa, the dog is barking. Welcome to the Alleged Wrestling Podcast, 18th of May, here with Gordo, Nikki, Steve. How's the crack? How's the crack? Sore, sore, but he told me he loved me. Uh, Ed was gentle, Ed was gentle. He didn't even decide to lube me up before he fucked me. Nope, get in there nice and deep like. All in, you could say. Oh, (laughs) Oh, you buy Fucking hell. Lovely, lovely. This is going to be a great pod, lads. Crack and start. Hey, well, great start. <laughs> I was going to ask you how your weeks were, how are things going. But yeah, we'll just go all in, I suppose. What kind of news, so we probably should, anyway. Yeah, uh, I'm going to get this out of the way straight. We may not cover everything. We may not cover even some of it, because there's so much shit going on, and I reckon we could talk for ages about some of them. Mm-hmm. We'll a lot of wrestling of the... happened. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. If we're if we're an hour and a half in and we haven't started talking about Raw, we're just going to say wrestling happened red, wrestling happened blue, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Good night, hello everybody. <laughs> uh, we'll try and get to the big stuff, and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, Steve, all in, sold out in what thirty six minutes or whatever it was, half an hour basically, twenty nine minutes. Yeah. Fucking yeah. ridiculous. With very, very limited scalper tickets on StubHub and, re- uh, and reselling sites straight after it. So major success. Major, major props to the boys. And not a single match announced apart from the, the thing they announced about 10 minutes beforehand yeah. that and the yeah. NWA title he defended. Yeah. And that's not even properly announced because I think the theory going around that I like is that Flip Gordon is going to beat Nick Aldis for the title and then he is going to be booked for all in because uh. <laughs> he has to face Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Oh, that is fantastic. that would be that would be brilliant. Yeah, if he loses, he's one last chance, doesn't he? Some match with Brandy or something, or Brandy's going to help him, I assume. But it'd be brilliant if it was a case. It'd be brilliant if it was a case that uh, mm. he won the NWA title and he got booked for all in because of it. Class, I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah, but genius. it it just goes to show, like they are obviously not worried. Worried is the wrong word, but concerned that sales mightn't go as strong from the beginning so it's quite probable that they were holding back on either big names or big matches with the anticipation needing to announce these to sell more tickets Mm. so you could look at the likes of maybe a a cm punk guest appearance now without actually being announced you know they don't need to make these revelations now the fact that it's sold out having them as a surprise on the night will only enhance the impression of the show afterwards might help sell buys though if they're putting on pay-per-view possibly yeah that's true but that won't really impact them though will it that'll be more for the likes of um so they'll be making money from the pay-per-views <laughs> uh, so percentage of sales on fight tv and all that sort of stuff yeah 
I should throw it on the network. I <laughs> <laughs> just love that. Yeah, there's loads of Cody on the network already, sure. <laughs> I thought we fired Cody Rhodes, goddammit. <laughs> What's he doing with the Hardy Boys? Do they have a time machine, damn it? <laughs> but apparently, I saw someone on Twitter saying that Vince was uh, super impressed with Cody's ability to sell out a show like that. That uh, he's actually already started talks backstage of wanting him back. Hmm. Um, now, I can't see that happening anytime soon. I don't see Cody going back. Um, Eventually, yes, but not uh, with the run he's on at the moment. And just after doing this, he's going to want to keep big time. Yeah, I know he'd be a fool to go back now. He's making so much money. He's making a name for himself. He is a big dog outside of WE. No pun intended. Uh, But yeah, he'll definitely go back at some stage, especially with the amicable way he left. And the fact that he hasn't disputed or even tried to get his full name. You know, he's very happy to leave that there with the impression that he'll go back and use it again sometime. Amicable in the sense after he tore the whole company to shreds in the tweet afterwards. <laughs> it was more the... In it the wasn't, yeah, that was amicable. And yeah, yeah. people can leave a company like WWE. True. Let's just say he essentially didn't write back it and form a whole podcast on the back of it. So. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Fucking nerds. <laughs> nerds. But, you know, right back, you know, he can get fucked. Yeah, he done terrible in the Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. Like, it's amazing that nobody knows. We've, I'd start with one thing. Did you see the Q&A that made it to uh, YouTube? It was after their aired podcast or uh, what you call a press conference. There was a Q&A where all govs are off and they were just talking absolute shit. And they had mentioned that Brian was booked. Mm. Like, I think it was Nick had mentioned it. And they were like, shut up, you idiot. <laughs> Brian was booked. Um, they had, they did, did. Did you see the Jericho thing? I don't know if any saw this. I know I said to watch it, but. Um, so at the very end, there's one last question. They're just talking right. to fans. And the fans were just horrendously obnoxious as always. Just fucking chance. But anyway, we're not the, not the venue for it, I think. Just me. Old school head. But... Um, <laughs> He goes, uh, oh, with Jericho going uh, to New Japan, uh, is there any chance we can see him getting booked at all in? And Cody Rhodes doesn't even say anything. He just keeps holding the mic, keeps eye, eye contact with the fan and just walks away slowly. <laughs> and just backs out the door of the little press conference room and just leaves. <laughs> and that's how it ended. It was perfect. I love that, man. Um, but like, yeah. what is, what's the ceiling for, the, for this show and possibly future shows? You know, like, is this going to be a one and done? Is this possibly the start of a new promotion? Is this kind of a reoccurring interpromotional semi-annual, biannual event? Or, you know, what what can they achieve out of all of this? I I reckon the last one. I don't think they're going to do a full promotion themselves. It's way too much work. Uh, I know they they all up for the work, but I I reckon just interpromotional event every maybe once a year maybe twice a year I don't, but this is definitely not the only one they're going to do they're definitely going to do another there's mm. so much money to be made for a minute that they'd be nuts not to do more of them uh, they've pretty much confirmed it's all in too anyway yeah all are in <laughs> <laughs> the greatest all in <laughs> <laughs> so what special is WWE running that weekend yeah uh, oh, UK yeah. UK special hmm I hope not, because I want to watch that. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. If there's something clashing with All In, I'm watching All In. So are you saying you are All In, Fitz? I'm saying they're All In me, and I'm All In that. <laughs> all up, all up in that in. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I guess who isn't all in? Jail. Hey. <laughs> Enzo Amore has been uh, put your biases aside now for a second because we all I listened back to what we said and we are all in agreement here but um, Enzo Amore's case uh, is it closed the right way to put yeah. it because charges dropped, were dropped but there was, there was no charges no charges police mm. have uh, closed the case so wrestling outlets reported that charges were dropped, but the fact of the matter is that there was no charges ever. Mm. Uh, turns out that Enzo wasn't aware of this when he showed up at Raw 25, which is the weirdest one because that's kind of one of the main, well, the final straw. I don't want to say the reason he was fired. The final straw for him being fired is that this was out there and it was assumed that he didn't tell them, but what actually happened is he didn't know himself. Um, allegedly. allegedly, but I think, <sighs> I think we talked about this before. I'm taking his word over the crackhead here. Oh, irrespective of anything. And I would be his harshest critic for his work within the ring and his obnoxious work on the mic. Because you don't know fun and can't know joy. <laughs> Th- what them you, things. But what are you talking about? Fitz <laughs> loves to have fun. Fitz is the no way Jose in his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my hose buds. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, look, like, WWE were clearly in the wrong for firing him. You know, there is absolutely no way anyone could justify what they did. You know, even if they wanted to distance themselves from the whole situation, absolutely fine. They've done it in other situations, you know, give them uh, time off, suspended, whatever. But the fact that they cut ties with them completely shows that they took advantage of a situation that they didn't fully comprehend just to get rid of a performer that they didn't want to have around anymore. But that's where it kind of they literally started building a brand around him. So I wonder how much they really wanted him gone because Vince is a big fan. So I wonder about that. I'd say Trips can't stand him. Oh yeah, yeah. I know Trips was the one who brought him in uh, at the very beginning from seeing him in the gym and hearing him talk. But geez, the way he acts backstage, I can only imagine a veteran like Triple H would love to have kicked the shit out of him for that. Well, he mentioned in. The, the little letter he posted on his Twitter that he needs to, you know, relook at the people he hangs around with, which is what we said and pretty much what everyone said. He's hanging around with these fucking losers, these low-life degenerates he's hanging it's around It's very with. familiar to the whole Conor McGregor situation right now. Yeah. Yeah. True. You know, there's um, very, there's very, there's a lot of parallels to be drawn between these two. And like, not to say that Conor McGregor will ever be accused of raping someone, but you know his behavior at the UFC show in uh, New York a couple of months ago definitely leads to behavior of, of uh, Enzo Amore esque and um, the controversy that surrounds it all. So you know, she she all of a sudden reappeared on social media that day then and saying how difficult it was for her and all this. No evidence ever found. No charges ever brought. Not a credible witness. I know we're sounding like we're victim blaming here, but I mean, we're far from the only ones talking about this. But this but, is not a credible person. But Steve, he's not an innocent man and she's a survivor. She ain't going to give up. Yep. She was surviving while she was texting her friends in bed with him. Yeah. Cause you know, she's like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Raping. Yep. <laughs> she yeah. got the <laughs> Yeah, it's. I'm just happy for the guy that this is behind because I, I don't think many people other than the Twitter stands actually believed this happened. I think it was just a culmination of like yourselves. A lot of people started to grow to dislike him a lot. 
then this came out then he was fired people were pretty happy and they believe this girl because i i has this girl jumped upon the me too movement and made an absolute balls of it yep Oh, and she's not the only one. There's other, there's other ones out there. This okay. is probably one of the more high-profile ones, though. But um, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but the fact that she disappeared for so long after it all, and magically reappears today and well, yesterday and today, you know, it's it's a it's a fucking attention thing. And even have one of her own mates coming out and fucking saying it in the first place, where they were saying that, you know, oh, yeah, some of the texts that she'd sent and shit like that. And I mean, we said we covered it at the time in a way that we kind of said, look. We hope he do- We hope he hasn't done it. But if he did, then he deserves fucking rotten hell. Mm. Um, you know, there's uh, there's definitely a culture right now of um, I I don't I want to use my words wisely here because you know you could definitely get in, in trouble for saying the wrong thing. But there's a small minority of people who are jumping on a bandwagon of like the likes of the Me Too movement, who can see the fame and attention that people are getting, and possibly money payoffs as well. And who are effectively attacking people who wouldn't necessarily have um, the best reputations, uh, who have uh, access to a large amount of cash, for example, who have a wealthy salary, wealthy jobs, lucrative incomes, and they're making cases against them. You know, only this week, the guy from Catfish, Nev, I can't think of his surname, was accused by one of them. That guy. (laughs) was accused by a foreign name. Yeah. How are you well, spelling that, Nikki? S C H Scribble. But the, the the person that was accusing him was on the show seven years ago. Um and she basically has come out now with a video on YouTube saying that you know he was inappropriate or asking them weird questions. Seven years. You know, y- your fame is dying out. You want to get your kind of publicity back, you want to make a few pounds easy way to do it and this guy <laughs> who created a career for himself out of being catfished you know he's obviously in the public eye in a very large degree he's everything about him is filmed it's extremely hard to think that this is a, a genuine case but this is an example of what happened to enzo and yeah. the worrying thing and the worrying trend here is that it's probably going to happen to other people too and the knock-on effect of that is it's going to be, make people more skeptical of people who have been victims of this sort of thing before and in the future. you know. And, and that's the worrying thing. So even though this is a male-dominated world that we, we're looking at in terms of wrestling, but you know, it's, it's making it harder for women to genuinely come forward about these things for, for fear they're being going to be accused of just jumping on the bandwagon, which some people are. Yeah, true. All true. Well said. Preach more of these clowns that show up is just going to make it way harder for everyone it's this is a good thing these movements are a good thing and then you have these little crackheads like you said we you know we think they're just yeah make a quick book and get their name out there as a social media queen Uh, so how long before we see menzo a s'more in the impact zone yeah he's he's too big of a star for impact lads New Japan, just go over and be, be ragdolled himself versus Viano or something like that. Oh, fantastic. Please. He's going to New Japan and it'd be fucking amazing. He's such a good seller. He's a good talker. I'm looking at positives here, okay? He can sell like anybody. I want him versus Suzuki. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Gordo. Gordo. What's oh, this? sorry, you weren't there. You missed him. Okay. We, oh, yeah, we yeah. there on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was busy Saturday night. 
Oh. <laughs> your vision was on. Your vision was on. Um, <laughs> and, and then maybe other stuff afterwards, but your vision was on. So, is there a case for wrongful dismissal or whatever you call it or whatever legality is involved here in, in America, whatever we want to put it? Oh, what's the name of the thing? It uh, depends. If they're in Connecticut or they're in one of them states where basically you have the right to just fire them whenever the fuck they want. So it depends where the contract is registered. And certain they are, states they have power to do that. They're independent contractors when it suits them. Like yeah. now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like the employment law, law in America is bollocks. Like they, they can do whatever they want, basically. Just Plus, no in a very public company, public company like WWE, if if your image or if your name brings the company into dispute in any way, shape, or form, that effectively gives them grounds to dismiss you anyway. Yeah. So it would be very hard for him to pursue a legal case against this and win. He could try. He could you might win against her for def- defamation of character. There's but one. Let's go to that first. What happens to this fucking lunatic? Uh, he, if he was to f- go after Harford, he would get one bag of crack because I'm assuming that's all she's worth. <laughs> yeah, and, she's, uh, she's no crack. And bringing it back to this, Vince will just bleed him dry if he did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think he would. He doesn't seem like that type of guy anyway. What's the the saying Vince brought out there before is like he's never lost a court case. That's right. You know, I think he's he prides himself on the fact he's never lost a court case. Beat the U.S. government, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> With a broken freaking neck, actually. With a broken <laughs> freaking <laughs> neck. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see. I don't see there being any real legal thing on it. It's especially if the whole thing came out that they told him don't show up to Raw twenty five, and he done it anyway. Even if he didn't know why he was being told not to, if they tell him don't bother to don't show up to this, he shows up anyway. He's then gone against the direct order from the company, yeah. which he, they would have rights then to dismiss him, but probably based on that. So I don't yeah. think he's got much for. A legal standpoint, unfortunately. Agreed. Agreed. So, we know my answer. Forget about your bias. How do you feel about him coming back? Not to 205. Please keep him away from 205. Okay. I, I, won't, a... give a sh- I won't give a shit about him as a character. Well, I, I don't enjoy him. I thought his shtick got way too repetitive. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to him coming back onto Raw or SmackDown. But I don't want him near 205 because I'm actually enjoying that just being more about the wrestling at the moment. And I thought it was getting too other ways. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally Enzo and the Zoe train and whatever the whatever the fuck they were being called. The Zoe Taraj or whatever they are. Yeah, that was um, wasn't it? Great days. <laughs> now we have now we have Buddy Murphy being possibly the greatest fucking wrestler on the planet. Um I, I'd rather keep it this way. Nick? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat now. I just kind of prefer not to have him back at all, though. <laughs> but not for the reasons of the the case. No, just the case has nothing to do with it. It's just. I, so I think we have we'll have common ground that we think he should get his job back or some sort of redemption. If the only reason he uh, exists right now is to come back, or if the only reason he was to come back was because of this case, that's the only way out. I would want him back. Just you know, because he got fucked over. Here's your job back. Okay, six months. Now get the fuck off my screen because you're boring me again. You know that's 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 my attitude. I wouldn't want him back from a from an entertaining point of view because he annoyed the hell out of me in his current shtick, as the lads were saying. But I would put up with him for for six months to a year to give him another chance because of how he was fucked over. Simply put. Ah uh, well, well, I I I desperately want to see him back on TV. I, I genuinely have missed him. He's one of my favorite characters on the show. So 
I really hope he gets something. He should well, come back. Well, to be fair, they may have an extra hour that they need to fill in the near future as well. <laughs> so, Gordo, you're a fucking hero. I didn't even have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> The talk of the new deal, the new TV deal, um, NBC Universal are allowing SmackDown to go to open bidding for other networks. Uh, so the new raw, apparently the new raw deal is three times bigger. So what was it, two hundred and fifty million or something, or two hundred million? I didn't see the figures. I think it's something. Oh, the, the, the current, the current one is two hundred, isn't it? Two hundred and something, two twenty, I think. So they could, we say they could be looking at six hundred million dollar deal here. That's um, Saudi money, sure. Oh Jesus, mental. <laughs> the greatest draw. <laughs> no, no more, no more women wrestling. <laughs> All the women wrestling is on NXT. Uh, um, now they'll just make it a fucking women's wrestling show, and they'll have it on TV. You just know it. We got to get them on another day, Thursday. There's nothing going on on Thursdays. <laughs> um, and then I was like, wait, is there something on Thursdays? <laughs> just, but um, but so it means in potentially kickers. means that you. <laughs> it potentially means you could have a third hour of SmackDown being added. Uh, <laughs> Nikki, this is one of your hot your hot button points here. Oh, of course it is. I review SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Join me. Join your family. <laughs> no, it's that'd be the worst thing they could possibly do. I can understand why it would happen, you know, TV rights, all that shit. But Raw is long enough as it is. Like, don't add SmackDown to it as well to make it's keep it keep raw three hours. Fair enough, they're not going to change that. There's no way that this deal is going to let that them to change that. That's set for life now. But SmackDown, keep SmackDown two hours. It's the perfect length for the show. Just going three hours just would be a disaster. Lads, 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 you're forgetting one valuable insight to all of this. WWE is not a wrestling show, a TV show about wrestling. So if they can have a TV show that's 50% longer and get three times the money, they're going to do it. Yeah, but they won't get three times the money for SmackDown. Irrespective of the quality of wrestling on the show, because it's not about wrestling. It's a TV show. Vince about wouldn't wrestling. have matches if, if he had it his way. There wouldn't be any matches anymore. <laughs> There'd be in-ring segments. Yeah, and women in bikinis the whole time. Yep. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. Yeah. Oh, you're such a sexy pig. As long as Enzo's there, I don't care what's happening. <laughs> Enzo, Enzo can judge the bikini contest. Fucking fantastic! Like, like I bring, I bring them to a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. If nothing happened, is it really too soon? Not at all. But just as you mentioned the wrestling side of it, um, I put a poll up earlier on on Twitter. It's at Two Bit Wrestling. Um, plug. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. <laughs> very plug, very very plug, plug. Uh, it's on Twitter on the internet. Um, okay. Two Bit Wrestling at Two Bit Wrestling. You can follow oh, us there. You can you can talk to us. You can slide in our DMs. You know you can do all sorts of things. We love the DMs. Uh, oh yeah. So, where was I? Twitter poll, yes. Put up a thing and said, if if SmackDown was to get a third hour, and the trade-off is that there won't have commercial breaks during matches anymore, you'll get to see the full match, none of this bollocks where they cut away, or they do the picture-in-picture, picture, and no more. Seth Rollins is rolling. None of that shit is happening anymore. Would you go for it? And 82% said no. So even if it meant more wrestling, they still do not want that third hour. It's just, it drags. Like, the 
two hours is easy to watch three hours you're just wrecked by the end of it it's not an enjoyable experience yeah no especially yeah. live oh it's like, horrible oh, life like oh, whatever about God. you know recording it legally on our um home desktop devices and watching back and fast forwarding through ads watching it live and physically having to wait through seventeen thousand ads is the pits even if you love your chicken at popeyes I Even do love my Popeyes. <laughs> we can get a free biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, we should know that, though, should we? we? No, we don't know that. Why are you talking yeah, about um, uh, I, 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 I remember Sky Sports. Sky Sports. Uh, I, I remember from the time, no, I remember from the time when we were over watching it over in the States the week before we went to WrestleMania. True. When we were watching it in the villa. Because then yes. I remember watching it every time saying, I really, really murder a fucking Popeyes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the ads this week, uh, do you remember Slam of the Week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this this week it was the Progressive Insurance Something of the Week. And it was literally, they set up a clip that so that they could use it as part of the marketing for another fucking company. It's what's this the co- save. The save. Or they did it for a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, the, the save Something of the like week. Something like that. Something like that. Ah, it just fucking makes your blood boil. This is it the moment that you realize he should have saved this. Or, yeah, those things. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolute. It's the pits. And it, it needs can, to die. It can get fucked. It sure can, Gordo. Long and hard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I think there's... This is going to happen. There's no smoke without fire. I think there's more chance of a fourth hour of Raw than there is of this not happening. If that oh, makes sense. Like, I, I, Smackdown going to a different network could be great. It could do... Why? like it, it could... Basically, it means that the, that network has different wants for what they want from the show than what Raw does. So the show could actually look different, rather than so they could be individual products as opposed to just being one. That won't matter. Of each other. That if, won't matter. That won't change a thing, really. It depends. I think if this goes to Fox, it's going to be very much they will want it wrestling heavy. They will want the storyline heavy the way uh, they want Raw at the moment. And that's why I put up the poll in that specific term, as in more wrestling, as in full wrestling matches, considering the roster they have there. Mm. You know, I'd love it. I think Nicky's onto something there. I think you have dis- different directives. You will still have the problem of 348 camera cuts every 12 seconds, which is not easy to do. Fair play to you, Kevin Dunn. That defies the laws of everything. <laughs> a shout out to our new buddy Road Dog. On the off chance he does listen to this, um, seriously, can you just slap Kevin Dunn in the back of the head and tell him stop with the camera cuts? It's giving me a headache. I want to watch the match, but I don't want to watch it from seventeen different angles where it cuts again and again, and again and again and again. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of that news, we made wrestling news this week. Apparently, yes. Um, so I'm in town having a few beers. And my phone starts going utterly crazy. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And Gordo, what did you say to poor Brian James? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I, I was bored on the Twitter. Um, and himself and JBL were having a back and forth about, I think it was about a clothesline, uh, about how JBL's clothesline was one of the hardest hitting things Road Dog has ever had to take in his life. Um, phrasing. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and work phrasing in every week now, um, but then he uh, JBL put up something saying uh, yourself and Billy just needed to learn how to work better. To which Road Dog replied, "I still get that same complaint nowadays, but now they spell work right." And uh, I believe my reply was something to the effect of, 
uh, this may well be the most well-written piece you've uh, you've produced in the last couple of years <laughs> with a shrugging Elmo gif. <laughs> Gordo, you're such a troll. You know that. You know, you're such an internet troll. I am, but I, w- I will say to my credit, I did have a very nice back and forth with him after. And for like, I, I've I've been tough on Road Dog uh, over the last seven months. We're doing this. Um, I've I've been pretty tough on him at times. Uh, I have no problem admitting it. But uh, as I said to you in the group chat, we have I gained a hell of a lot of fucking respect for that man after so, this. Because that's a really good back and forth, and kudos to the man. So tell me, how is that a uh, humble pie tasting right now? <laughs> uh, no, there's there's no humble pie. There's no nothing. It's literally the two of us had a, had yeah. our piece, and the two of us were JBL quite amicable about everything. JBL got involved, and I again said my piece, but it was all I, I was respectful. <laughs> apart from that first comment, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I think I genuinely think in your head you went, you did it in jest, and you weren't being a dick. No, exactly. I was. I, I literally was doing it because I was bored in work. Should have been sticky out like, face at the end. <laughs> So, what have you learned, Gordo? <laughs> I, I've, I've learned. Wait, before I, we go on, before we go on, we should say the reason Nikki brought it up. Um, Rory went into my DMs with this article. I think I think I br- I told E about it, didn't I? Yeah. I think that's how it worked. Yeah. Where he's like, uh, this article it was SE scoops or some shit. Uh, it was like internet trolls get in a back and forth with Road Dog, and I was like, oh, what's this? And I was like. Oh no, oh no, oh god, what's this? <laughs> and it was on RoadDQ.com. It was on three places that I found until I gave up caring at this point because we were having the crack with Road Dog by the end. Or Gordo was it, but with Gordo by the end. Um how sad, how sad and sad and pathetic is that? As people who do run an actual website, you know, I'm sure they have a different level of <laughs> needs than we do, where we kind of do it for the crack, but I don't think we'd ever put anything like that up. No, not a chance. And I, I laughed at the extent of it insofar as they went with the original reply that we sent. And then there was two or three of the uh, two JBL responses. Left out the whole conversation where we actually had to go back and forth of different opinions and shit like that and kind of just shooting the shit. And yeah. they said that he blocked us mm. when, in fact, he followed us and had the crack with us for the rest of the night. We even talked to him the next day. Yeah, we <laughs> talked to him the next day when we posted about said news articles. And he refer- he started going on about how we're all influencers, like Kanye and all that shit. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we're in the big leagues now. Like, um, But we really shouldn't be talking to him because hashtag kayfabe. Yeah. So um, never, ever, if you're bashing people, this is the lesson here. Never at them. I never replied directly to them. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was fun, and as I said, uh, gained a hell of a lot of respect. Yeah, no, I, have to good. Good. I, I, I gained respect from it too. Because I think at one point he made up when he was uh, going through it. We, we were saying, you know, about Gordo was saying, "This is all Gordo." I uh, was saying about the uh, like uh, that you know we have our opinions of what we think would make the product better, and he was like, basically, he said he has the same things, but just because mm. it's his opinion doesn't mean it's going to happen. Exactly. That was the one thing that I took away from it all mm. was that. The undertones of what he was saying suggested somewhat that what's being produced on SmackDown is not necessarily the creative coming from him. So, cut the cut the dog a bone, I suppose, is what we're saying. Um, but this is something I was saying. I don't think any of the writers, Head or Junior or fucking Tommy in the corner with a biro, they have no power. They can suggest ideas. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not... Yeah. not bringing them down or anything they they could come up with the greatest idea on the planet and the boss man's gonna say no one man in charge yep, yep. no we're getting mike canellas versus no way jose in a 30 minute ultimate submission match <laughs> class Jesus. actually that wouldn't be bad i'd watch that just to see how fucked up but it'd be because <laughs> we said before jose is a shockingly big man he is, he is. he is nicky's boy i've danced yeah. with him 
Oh, yeah. And now you're never going to dance again. <laughs> on the horizontal shuffle, baby. Um, this is something we were talking away about it and we were just like in the group chat. We weren't giving off about it. We we're like, oh, this is sad. Look at these fucking idiots. Troll. They're the ones trolling us. We were only having the fucking crack. Um, but then I saw a certain Ryan Satin favorited a tweet. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I said a T. I said, Ryan Satin is after favoriting a tweet. He might reply, do not engage. And Steve <laughs> Steve stood up, took his earrings off and said, oh, girl, let me at him. <laughs> if he had replied in any way, oh, I was leaving that one to you. Uh, I would have gone to town on his ass. Ryan Satin, as a journalist, anything he does right is generally true. So in that regard, I'm like, yep, fair play to him. What a dick. What a absolute, dick, absolute douche canoe. <laughs> yeah, anytime he says anything about anyone, I'm always like, TMZ, TMZ, TMZ. You follow people around for a living. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and, you know, bullying and harassing Vince Russo all that time wasn't great. As much as they, Vince yeah, Russo wasn't that was both ways. Oh, I know. No one came out well ever that. <laughs> oh, no. It has anything to do with Ryan Satin. But, um, or Vince Russo. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind Vince too much, but... Jesus himself and Cody now had an old back and forth <laughs> this week. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> Let's not go there. Or we will go. United Kingdom. Tournament. Hey. Uh, so lo- like 16 people have been announced. Who are you uh, looking? Go on. I have the list go. here if you want me to run through. So we have 15 British people. 15 and British and slash Irish people and one American for some reason. Actually, it's not really. because There's a couple of, there's an Aussie in there. Or a New Zealand guy in there too. Uh, so the list, they announced four, uh, eight of these on Wednesday and eight of them today. So the first date that were announced is Zach Gibson, Joe Coffey, Jack Gallagher, Dave Mastiff, Kenny Williams, El Laguero, Joseph Connors, and Amir Jordan. And the second batch announced today were Travis Banks, Flash Morgan Webster, Jordan Devlin, Tucker, Drew Gulak, uh, Ashton Smith, James Drake, and Tyson T-Bone. Why T-Bone? Yeah, I wasn't a fan of T-Bone. Because like, he's the king of the travellers. He can do what he wants. King of, king of the travellers. King of the travellers. He's no Joe Joyce, I tell you. Uh, I, I did never get old hearing, hearing Kathy Kelly say the king of the travellers. The king of the travellers. <laughs> there's, there's an intro in that somewhere with Joe Joyce clips, isn't there? There is. I value my kneecaps, Gordo, and I use them to walk. <laughs> It'll be fine. I, I'm here picking fights with people. I'll try and do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, going to swiftly move away from this topic. Uh, carry on. UK tournament. Who are you looking forward to seeing? Uh, of that list... To see, because they've just to see to see them on the stage and get the chance, El Liguero, delighted. El Liguero. So the guy's been working in the UK Indies for so long. He's like, I like get what two hundred something matches last year. Yeah, seven seventeen sure. years, and he averaged. I think he said he averaged two hundred and fifty each of across like the last four years. Yeah, like yeah. It was uh, I was we were watching OT, I was watching OT contenders. This was from a month or two ago, and it was like his ninetieth match. So far that year, I'm like Jesus Christ, this year like hard of uh, working man, crazy. So yeah, fair play to him. I'm really looking forward to see. How, hopefully, they let him have a good display there. Uh, Travis Banks, I really just want to see what he does in here. And Zach Gibson, I think, is going to do great here. Is going to Shut the fuck up, you scouse bastard! Says you the Liverpool fan. <laughs> <laughs> 
I I may be a Liverpool fan, but Zach Gibson, <laughs> boo. This lads, I'm telling you, this is terrible for Google Hangouts because we're talking over each other. All we're going to hear is there. So I'm not editing that out. So no, you gone. No, I was going to say it can be the shitstorm that it is. Yeah, I've I've said it time and time again. Give me Devlin Gulak. Yeah, Dev Devlin. I'm hoping they they. Because Devon was one of the two people they really gave a bit of a character to last time around. Yeah. Whether it was inadvertent or not because of all the blood and stuff, but they were like... Uh, so basically there was two heels from the last tournament. Pretty Pete much everyone Donald else was there. Pete Dunne and Jordan Evan, right? Who they gave a bit of character. So hopefully they continue with that this time. Um, so I'd, li- I'd love to see Devon go further, but we'll see. we'll see how it goes. I was kind of disappointed in the video package bit of it that they kind of only really touched on last year for Devlin and there was none of the other shit that he's done. Because I mean... He's had some look, year. You look at the year he's had. And I mean, he's. I was watching back OTT, which I know we're going to touch on a bit later on, but I was trying to think back over the last year and a half to two years. And he's probably been the most consistent wrestler you've seen where you know exactly what you're going to get, but you still walk away from it every time saying, sweet Jesus, that was a fucking cracker of a match. Mm-hmm. Yep. The most consistent guys out there for a guy who does it as regularly as he does. It's a testament to the guy. What I like about him most, really, is is the surprising aspect of of his performance. You know, we've seen him in the ring in the last year with the best technical wrestler in the world, Zack uh, Saber Junior., with a a monster in Moose. Um, he's faced Speedball, and like these are three guys with arguably three of the most contrasting styles of wrestling you're likely to see. And he was able to adapt, adjust, and put on match it and I contenders with all three guys. Like, yep. not many people are able to do something like that in terms of being able to mix and match their styles to be able to compete with with these three different guys. So, man, you you put him in the ring with anyone, and he and he's going to have it. And even if you saw him in the ring with fucking Keith Lee and Contenders uh, Nine, oh my fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. We had a weekend of wrestling in Dublin last week, and we'll talk about it later. It was it was absolutely fucking amazing? I can't tell what the match of the weekend was for me, but that match in contenders where it was the the big hangovers, Devlin and McGinnis, or Devlin McGinnis versus uh, Keith Lee and Strickland. Oh my god! Like that crazy fucking shit. I but George, I would love to see Devlin go on and win the whole fucking thing. Hmm. Now, now that now that done the face pretty much at this point, it makes sense to have what a guy that they're running with as a heel to win the thing. Um, I've forgotten is Tyler Bate in this? No, no, no. He'll be on the shows. Like I mean, yeah. the, way, the way they're doing it, the first round matches are yeah. going to be done at download. The second round matches are going to be the first night of the tournament thing, and just the finals on the second night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so loads of other matches. Loads of other matches around it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to need to recruit Paul into doing some uh, on-location reporting for his name. <laughs> uh, is this going on the network? The two nights? Yeah. Yes. I don't know if the download stuff will, but the, but the yeah. other ones are. Well, they're doing, um, they're doing Undisputed versus Strong Style at one of them as well. Oh, hell yes. If for no other reason, I'd love to go to that show would be for just for that match. Yeah. Like, you've got some of the best UK and Irish talent and and Gulak and Diazzi, but you know, if you're going to go to any event for one match, that match is going to be it. 
Yeah, but one of them is going to get injured beforehand, and it always happens. British no. strong side are cursed. <laughs> They're cursed. <laughs> Don't say that. Not Seth Rollins. Not Seth Rollins. Damn it. I wish we were talking about Seth first. It's so <laughs> natural. It's so hot right now. Um, Do you know so what wasn't hot? hot? Uh-huh. You know what wasn't hot? The Man. mics in the crowd at Raw. Man, <laughs> Man's not hot. Man's not, not hot. hot uh, they were fucking with the mics all night. My God. You didn't know what was going on. Were you watching Live Live? Uh, no, sir. See, this is what I noticed watching SmackDown this week on my perfectly legal copy that I recorded live from Sky Sports. There was audible applause put in overlay on the actual product itself. You know, watching the match, you, you, we were fans. We know what the crowd reactions are like. We can tell from the first five minutes how things are going to go for the night within matches. And when you hear cheers, they're like, mm, nope, the crowd are all sitting down right now and not making any movement. That cheer definitely did not come from the crowd. That happened. Like, like, it's like the old Saturday morning tape smackdown where the same yeah. sound effect was used over and over again for crowd cheering. And they cut yep. to that one person in the crowd whenever there was yeah. a uh, chair shot. The yeah. same person every single yeah. time. I'm always yeah. there. Like yeah. that fucking guy in the front row raw. Yep. <laughs> or yep. the Patriots. That was very noticeable to me. I, I'm glad you said it because that's something I was going to pick up on as well. But it was all over the place. Yeah. Um. But like, and the, even with all of that, this still couldn't fucking mute the fucking mics for Roman. Yeah. The, I right. just, it was out, so I had no reason to watch all. I, I watched it in bits uh, later in the week. Um. But yeah, Roman opened raw. I always watch the Roman bits because, as you would have heard at the top of this, my intro, not as good as last week. I wish I had more time to do it, but. You'll see what it was, lads. You haven't heard this yet. So Roman opens Raw, and he is serenaded, according to Michael Cole, by X amount of fans, whatever it was, 17,000 fans. He needs to stop that shit. It's just insulting their audience. But Michael Cole had a very weird pause in his next statement. He said, it's been a rough, and then he paused, few weeks for Roman Reigns. Rough. Rough. Big dog. Big dog. I think he realized that when he said rough, I was like, ah, oh, shit, that dickhead from Tubit Wrestling is out. He's got all the material he needs now. <laughs> and I did. Rough? Yeah. No, you've, been saying that, you've been saying that a lot tonight. Chewy? <laughs> Chewy! <laughs> uh, so, and that was Cole's comment. Uh, Corey had the usual disclaimer as a typical United Kingdom response for a reception for Roman Reigns. And get I just stuffed. Stopped. Yeah, get stuffed, good sir. Uh, Roman Reigns opened the show. He chatted, he booed like fuck for about five seconds. And all of a sudden there was like an eerie white noise. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> People were very angry for a minute and then they just accepted it out of nowhere. It's fine. But then when the mics went back up, they were still booing. They have a weird, like weird bipolar situation going on with the crowd that night. That's the British Rhea. Yep. All bipolar. Um, in great wrestling events. <laughs> um, so Roman Reigns opened the show, says he wants to challenge Jinder Mahal. Uh, Mahal gets a great pop for his part in stopping Roman getting to the money in the bank, which was interesting. Exactly the opposite of what they thought would happen. Well, Kurt Angle interrupts. Sorry. No, you're fine. Go on. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I'll get to it. Don't worry. I think we're on the same track here. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle interrupts. Kurt says Jinder isn't coming out. Roman asks, asks if Kurt speaks for Jinder. He says he speaks for WWE management and men- mentions best for business. Reluctantly mentions best for business. It wasn't the only time tonight he said it. It was not. Um, but he announces Jinder Mahal versus Elias versus Bobby Lashley. No, uh, oh. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go too well. 
in a Money in the Bank qualifying match for later tonight. Uh, Angle also says that Reigns will not get another opportunity to qualify for the Money in the Bank. Huge hey, pop. <laughs> Eyes in the feet. Yeah. Uh, Ro- WB management made it clear that Roman will have no more opportunities to qualify. And Roman says he gets it, but now he has to go handle his business. He says he has to do what he has to do, put f- food on his table, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we get backstage. The big dog is going hunting and he finds Jinder Mahal and then Jinder got a huge pop when he appeared on screen and he threw Sing Brother A or B at him, which was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, well, he took so Jin- off his tail. Yes, that's true, yeah. Uh, Jinder gets the better of Roman at the start and is wildly cheered for about a second until they cut the mics again. Uh, Roman comes back and the crowd goes eerily silent after some booing that seemed to drop off mysteriously. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That brings the fight to the stage. Superman punch. Jinder runs off. Roman's had enough. So, I don't know. Uh, But later we'll skip past the next bit. So it's after the Intercontinental title match. Uh, Cole tells us that Jinder gets the WWE management mandated opportunity in the main event match uh, for the money in the bank. And later Roman attacks Jinder again with a hilarious spear. Jinder was just walking down the hall and then boom, big dog through a wall. A very and, solid, completely legit wall that was definitely there the whole time. It wasn't just putting for the segment that all definitely 100% there. That's it. Old Victorian times, I believe it's been. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a shame they were actually going to use some of that as a present during the Royal Reading because it was just so historic <laughs> and so very British. <laughs> but, um, so basically, Kurt Angle announces that Jinder is out of the qualifying match in the show, but he has a replacement. Uh, so the storyline is here, lads. I think me and Nicky were on the same path there. there. WWE management is against him. They're using best for business and they're putting the hated Jinder on screen and off screen in the smart fans. And it still doesn't work. Just give up. He'll turn. It's insulting. Yeah. The thing is, though, like, hey, like he's everything he's doing is very heelish already. He's just he doing it to the man through a wall from Victorian just, times. He's just doing it to the wrong people. He's, just, he's being a heel just to the heels. Yeah, being a heel to heel does not make a face. No. Two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> That's what Mammy Gordo used to tell me growing up. Hey, Mammy Gordo. You fucking leave her alone, you. <laughs> <laughs> no Red Hot Chili Peppers concerts for you. <laughs> I like how that's canon now. That's a thing. It's in there. It's as old as get fucked. <laughs> I, I, I can't even remember. Was it a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert? That's just so popular. Think, and if you get it, you get it. Uh, Boy. Enzo didn't get it. Or did he? We don't know. <laughs> no, but Mammy Gordo got it. Twice. Well... Yes, because it's me and my sister, so I'm assuming she did at least <laughs> twice in her life. Just those two times. That was it. Just that's, that's it. <laughs> I really hope this is the first time that you're one or two chose to listen to the podcast. Anyway. I, I'm Amy. I'll be down for the wedding on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, we are professional podcasters. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's the story. <laughs> this is what they're going with. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like so. The, ma- the match is going to be on in Chicago. Like the the crowd are going to cheer Jinder. Like it's they know what's going to happen. I can't wait for this match to main event money in the bank. Oh sweet fucking Christ! No. <laughs> 
I'm off that oh, week, so yeah. I will actually be waiting up for it. I'm off the week after because that's the start of the World Cup as well. Ooh, yeah, it's a good weekend, and you've got Takeover and UFC. Can I think be. UFC that night as well. Can't remember. Anyway, there's something else on. Twenty-six is that weekend, I think. Lovely, lovely. Um, so this is what they're going with, and I think Nikki's right. Jinder will get cheered. Yep. yep. If he doesn't, I'd be shocked. It's so dumb. So 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 dumb. How how do you get Jinder Mahal cheered? Seriously, they're booking him as a face in this angle. Is the weird thing? Like he's they're they're not intending to, but he got injured. He valiantly, valiantly was making his way through the pain because they specifically said if he could work through the pain, he can go to the match. He was like, "Yeah, I'll do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it." Bang! The Dick Roman Reigns. <laughs> the Dick Dog. The Dick Dog. Dick Dog. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's what's happening now. I can't wait to see where this leads next week. Uh, but. Uh... I, I will say it still won't be the worst part that's going to be it won't be the worst part of Raw next week yes. oh yeah yes. that's true uh, go to what people thought was the best moment of Raw this week the match between Rollins and Kevin Owens for the IC title uh, Booker T was amazing all night uh, my favourite one of the night was that's a great strategy hitting the guy in the head but a well placed gut shot is just as good <laughs> man Booker <laughs> Uh, can we just have him every week like seriously oh, fuck yeah. off coach Gordo yeah. I like I like that key that key Booker T good key <laughs> Booker T is the fucking man uh, um, well, my favourite quote was the, the one with the Hardys Booker are you woke I'm awake <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant <laughs> but they they talk about the grind Corey you know they did the not Seth Rollins thing in another type of way they talked about the grind over the last few weeks Rollins isn't tired I mean you know everyone else was on the same grind but not Seth Rollins uh, but the, the commentary was putting room or Rollins over really fucking hard um, we get it I think at this stage it's been a couple of weeks of non-stop oh, Seth Rollins is so good you're going to make people resent him if you keep doing that you have to be careful with that shit we're, we're like getting Rollins Lesnar we're getting Rollins Lesnar Looks like it. Perfectly yeah. fine with that. But oh, just match, don't, yeah. but don't, don't do a Reigns yeah. on Rollins. Yeah. They're they're walking a tightrope there. They have to be and, very careful. Show yeah. don't tell. Well that's saying that and they're they're not good at subtlety at all. If, that if, is sorry, if you want to turn Roman heel, have Set beat Lesnar for the title. And then have Reigns turn on Set because he was able to do it. Yeah. If you want, if you want to turn him heel, have uh, him against Lesnar one last time, and have AOP interfere, and that's the only way Roman can win the title is with the help of AOP. Yay! And then we have supergroup since they've moved Samoan Joe, the other Samoan Joe, over to SmackDown, <laughs> and it's perfect. It's a three-man stable. They love it. Three-man stable, and as as and I they know, all wear the vests. Yep, they, they all, all wear, wear the vests. vests. And while we may not be massive fans of Roman on the mic because of some of the shtick they give him. He's better than the two boys are. That's true. Bring back Paul Ellering. No, they won't. He's too old. Uh, I don't know where I saw this, or if maybe when he said it about Paul Ellering, they should do vignettes where AOP just are helpless without him. As in, not in the ring or in wrestling at all. As in, they, <laughs> land, they land at an airport. They're like, how the fuck are we going to get to the arena? Paul always looked after the cars. Yeah. <laughs> and they hitchhike and lift. Like. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they get to the arena and they just show up in their, their street clothes and we're like, where's our gear? 
police to dress us. So whatever goes tits up for AOP like it has for the revival, that's the that's what you go with. You go with the B team mentality. Gordo, do you want to talk about the revival before I go on? For anyone that doesn't know, I only spotted it today. Rory sent it to me. The Revival showed up at an NXT house show last night yeah. to face uh, Undisputed Era. And there's no smoke without fire there either. Yeah, basically, it seems that they may not be, uh, they may have cooled on the Revival, which I'm sorry, I know they've gotten injured, but how do you cool on one of the best tag teams you've had probably in the last decade, possibly longer? Um, They're one of the best tag teams <sighs> in the world. Yeah. They're phenomenal. Like it's, I, I I know I say I go back every couple of weeks and rewatch some of their NXT stuff with likes of DIY, American Alpha, even AOP. They dragged really good matches out of a really green AOP a couple. Of, well, I remember a year ago, and it helped um, AOP to be as good as they are now. Massive. Like these guys are so damn good, and they're they're actually dedicated to being a tag team. It's not like. You looked at American Alpha and you said, okay, these guys don't want to be a tag team. Yeah. These are two guys, they live it, they breathe it. Even watching the ride-along or any interviews with them, they're all about, yeah. we are tag team wrestling. We live, eat, sleep, breathe tag yeah. team wrestling. It's not like a Seamus and Cesaro situation where they're thrown together and then they made the best of it. I, I doubt either guy was overly happy about that happening, but they made it. You know, They made the best of it. But the, as yeah. you said, Revival are a tag team and will only ever be and only ever want to be a tag team. Yeah, and that's all they want. And it's you have two guys that you know that you're never going to have complaints from them saying, I want to go solo. It's the whole, the, the mentality of the Shield is, oh, you know, we've won for all. We ride together, shit. They, they are legit that. But you somehow get to a stage where you have these guys who are so damn good in the ring, as I said, who just are tag team wrestling and are such a throwback doing some of the little heel stuff. Uh, their match with Enzo and Cass at London. Uh, no, uh, Roadblock End of the Line. Mm. Oh. So good. There was stuff like where I think uh, Enzo was crawling across the Cass and Dash was in the ring. Next thing, it has the camera angle where it's zooming in on Enzo. No way it normally has that camera shot where it zooms in just as they're about to make the tag. He leaps towards the next thing. Dawson cuts across with a shoulder tackle out in midair and shoves him out of the way. Just a simple little check, essentially the mm. Strowman check. Um, but just simple little things like that that you don't see anymore. But you don't have a space for that on your roster. I loved Enzo and Cass as a tag team as well. Just cool hot tags and everything. Nice old school sort of stuff. Of course there's hot tags. That was Enzo's finisher. Yeah. Tag in Big Cass. It's fine. It works. Tag in Cass. Eventually you get tagged back in to jump off something. Sell like fuck. Get the sympathy. Big guy comes in. Cleans house. It's great. But anyway, sorry. The revival. Yeah. No, it's I just fucking this... love Enzo Amore. I can't wait till he comes back. <laughs> I, I hope he comes back and then gets his leg broken by Dash. Gordo! <laughs> you can't say that now. I just did. Oh, that's terrible. Just did. And, yeah, but to be fair, that means that means Enzo's gonna be back in NXT when he was actually good. Oh, you're a terrible human being. How am I a terrible I human being? It. I always said it and I tell I don't have enough time. <laughs> look, my, look, my friend my friend Road Dog will back me up on this. I'm lovely, all right. Um, yeah, no, I just think it's doing what they've done for revival, man. It's yeah. like I think as we said, the Vince hates the injuries and they had two horribly timed injuries. Yeah. It's a shame. It's awful sad. But at least we're opening the door to people going back to NXT, mm-hmm. which I'm all happy about. I the revival are back there, fucking delighted. I'll get to see them more. Fitz is wanting Rosie to fucking beat Nia, so now I can go back to NXT <laughs> and eventually get fired. Yep. Even if it skips to the latter, I'm okay with that too. 
But to finish up on the IC title, um, Rollins uh, retained. There's something I hate the end of it. We're not gonna. I'm gonna have an old. I'm an old man. We realize that. I get You're some very, of this, very old. Some old, of this old man, old, Steve. Some of this old Ring of Honor flipping and jumping and sliding and slipping and. <laughs> lad, lad, hang on, hang on. Say that again. I'm, I'm picturing Cornette is sitting right next to me. <laughs> I'm not going full Jim Cornette, but I just and I, I didn't. I didn't hate it, but it just kind of annoyed me. With they were where Rollins did two dives back to back, right? So he takes Kevin Owens out with this insane dive, and then Kevin gets straight back up to it to catch him for the second dive. That sort of stuff annoys me. No selling at all. Now I am sounding like Jim Cornette. I hear myself. <laughs> it's it's playing it's playing to the type of crowd they have there. That's oh, I, un- I understand. I know. It. Just, I just like to get my opinion on that out. That's all. That's I, I really wish I fought you harder on the Swanton last week. I listened back to it and went, I shouldn't have led him away with what he just said. He's wrong. He's wrong. He's wrong. <laughs> no, like but yeah, I just want to throw my two cents in there. I just think some of that, like the, the fucking, the fisherman, what was it? The, the falcon Buster. arrow. But the falcon arrow on the apron, oh, which is the hardest part of the ring. the hardest part of the ring. They told and us that even. He got up two seconds later. That stuff is uh, fucking stupid. No, he did. It's stupid. It's really. They, they I don't, don't think he got up that quick. Two seconds is an exaggeration. Not an <laughs> but oh, they, the, the double dive, <laughs> the double dive. I completely agree with you, and that's become a stable move for for Rollins lately. That's that's what he's been doing, and I com- I actually completely agree with you. Let hell is about to freeze over. I agree with you. Oh, you shit. know when you when you take a dive, you should be you're taking a dive. That's a big high impact move. You you deserve to be down for a few minutes. Boris, to let you know, Chrisley's No Best is coming up right after a show. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, uh, I think even giving a dive like that, you shouldn't be able to get up and do another dive straight away as well. That I should hate be... Seth Rollins' dive. Yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's not great. Like, look at Tazawa. No, that's a dive. Yeah. but Look at Ember. Look at Ember's dive. Hmm. No, because she hurts herself when she does it. Uh, yeah, but it's but... so damn good. Out of a cannon. Shot out of a cannon. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's a pet peeve. And while Steve said it, I said I'd follow up on it as well. When you give a dive, it should look like it hurts you too. You should not be able to get up and do another one straight away unless it's a, a big high impact move in a big main event match where you're so psyched up and it's going to rev the crowd up even more by doing it. It's one of those moves where you shouldn't see it. So when you do it, it's impressive. But it's like the thing I used to love when Eddie Guerrero would sell his his abdomen when he did the frog splash. You know, at a long, after the end of a long, grueling match, he'd hit the frog splash and he's writhing around in pain. Fucking great stuff. Yeah, more of that I'd love rather than just he gets up again, revolution knee. That's the sort of thing. Bit slower. I'd prefer not not the matches to be slower, but the high impact stuff, as you said. Just breathe. Give it a minute yeah. to breathe. Yeah. Leave it take its toll, and also leave the moves time to set with the crowd. Yeah, yeah, mm. big time. It, like it doesn't have to be move, 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 move. Like, and I know Steve hasn't had a chance to see it yet, but thankfully I got to watch back Scrapper Mania. And even looking at the Osprey Riddle match, there was times where it went that way, where everything was too quick. But there was also a couple little sequences where they leave it for that minute, where it is a case of, let's say, Riddle might counter something and hit an E, but then he'll collapse down to his knees himself, and it just gives just gives a little second for it to hit home mm. with the crowd and leave the crowd think, okay, right, where the fuck are they going next with this? And it. It's a progression. It's basic storyline. And yep. I, I listened to a few podcasts lately, and I think it was even Osprey said it on the OTT podcast this week, is the fact when they're in larger venues, they don't often get the impact from the crowd to let them know how they're doing in a match straight away. That it actually takes almost a, a delay of three or four seconds before they hear the impact. 
Whereas in smaller, intimate venues, say like the National Stadium with OTT Scrapper Mania, you hear the impact straight away, so you know how a move has impacted the crowd immediately, so you can react accordingly. Yeah, I think he was saying specifically about the Tivoli for that one. Yeah, um, and the, the contrast to that obviously was the, t- the Tokyo Dome, where it's mm. such a large venue, you don't hear anything for maybe five seconds afterwards. And but it's the obviously don't, the crowd don't pop as much either. Then you know exactly. So I think Raw and SmackDown venues, even though the venues aren't as big as the Tokyo Dome, they, they still suffer from that kind of almost like a two second delay where you hit a move and everyone's like, "Oh, hey! you know." So you're almost landing, and because you don't hear anything straight away, you're almost half getting up at that stage already. So you don't take the time, like Gordo said, to appreciate the move and to allow the story to be told by not doing anything. Yeah, I think, as I was going to say, I think we were, when we're listening to the Jericho podcast with British Strong Style as well. They brought that up as well when they started doing the 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 takeover shows. They're yeah. saying like at the day at the same type of reaction there. That's just going from like the local shows to the, the raw type shows. Yeah. Look, fun match and everything. And the last thing I'll let me do is shit. Yeah, and, and <laughs> the last thing I'll do is shit on matches that was, was that high quality. I just, I just wish, I wish it was when I was a lad. You know, it's slower. <laughs> I don't want ten minute chin locks again. I don't ever want to go back to those days. You don't. You, really you know. don't like chin locks at eleven minutes past four in the morning. Or <laughs> at sixteen minutes past four in the morning. <laughs> uh, and 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 by comparison, that was a quick old chin lock. It seems to be way worse. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I think we're all kind of in agreement with that one. Yeah. Probably the first few of these wrestling <laughs> happen matches. Yeah, oh, I'm not even going to talk. We'll, we'll talk, um, talk KO again, I think. And then we'll do one of those. Uh, <laughs> just behind the curtain there. Uh, main event, we'll say, uh, this is a long one. Why I wrote so much about this? I could have done the fucking review. Um, <laughs> if you yeah, didn't watch, you know, been, what a fucking nice, like... <laughs> Oh, don't worry, I lose my whole weekend with this fucking thing. And most of my weeknights coming up with this shit. Wait till you hear this intro. It shouldn't have taken me as long as it did. <laughs> uh, main event was uh, Money in the Bank qualifying match. We're going through the Kevin Owens story tonight. Elias versus Lashley versus Kevin Owens, who filled in for Jinder, who, as we know, is now deceased. Uh, R.I.P. Jinder. Well, it's going back to the Jinder as well. The difference in the commentary reaction, if that had have happened to a face... They would have had their all silent. Uh, we just witnessed horrible scenes here today. But no, they're like, Jinder got went through a wall. Then we're going to the main event. Yeah. <laughs> should, have, should have seen it, lads. It was great. The big dog done big dog things to the not so big guy. And sure, well, he's a bit big because the steroids and stuff, but sure, it was great. Uh, so yeah, Keo said that uh, he'd call Stephanie if Kurt doesn't put him in the match. Blah, blah, blah. Best for business was used again. <clears throat> so it all ended up with. A kind of a Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Bobby Lashley kind of story here. What? Yeah. Um, so earlier on, Sami Zayn had gone in the ring, and he was the voice of the fans there, the voice of the people. Uh, he had an in-ring promo about he was annoyed that Lashley returned on Raw. Um, so same night as Sami came. <laughs> same night as Sami came over in the draft. Uh, he mentioned the st- the stalling suplex was the reason for his vertigo. Which I thought was fucking hilarious. Uh, just, you all cheered, but then he stopped. Yeah, <laughs> you just stall. Uh, you all cheered, but then he stopped to think what effect it would have on me. <laughs> it was great. He says he contracted vertigo. It's the first documented case in WWE history, and he blames all of that, or all of his losing since that night, on the vertigo. Uh, he says he's been targeted and victimized, and Bobby's getting cheered. Lol, he's not. 
Uh, Bobby wants uh, wants to be Sammy. That's what he reckons. Don't believe me? Look at the hat. Just look at the hat. Everyone knows that's my hat. Um, but then he said he found Bobby Lashley's sister on Facebook. And Sammy said he's invited him to Raw next week to expose Bobby Lashley, Gordo. Giggity, giggity. Bobby Lashley, this is your life. Oh. <laughs> Will we get our between trophy ready? Because I think we can already just hand it out. I shine it up, but I am not fucking handing it over to him because I can't be fucking near him. Yeah. Turn that son bitch sideways and stick it straight up his candy ass. You know, I don't even think this cunt deserves a trophy. He does not deserve an award as prestigious as a bit in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but then it all shook out later. Elias Lashley and Kevin Owens. Sammy Br- breaks up a pin by Lashley, beats him up outside, and then Owens wins with a frog splash on Elias. And Kevin Owens is qualified for money in the bank. Interesting Wait. stat, really interesting stat on this. And I know I, I said to you, and I hope none of you had seen it. This is only Kevin Owens' second win of this calendar year. What? He has he has had, I think it's forty eight matches. This is only his second win. His other one was on the twentieth of February against Ziggler on SmackDown. He's had two no contests, and he has lost ninety percent of his matches this year. Damn, Come Daniel. Coming with the stats. And just literally the way, the way Sammy was going on about how he lost all these matches uh, because of the vertigo. He was losing matches before the vertigo. Um, <gasps> yeah, I know. Imagine. Uh, Sammy's only won four matches out of 50 this calendar year. Kayfabe. Just, just to put this into even more context, since Big Cass's return, he has won four. He's only <laughs> back a month. <laughs> and to make it even worse, this calendar year, Dana Brooke has won five matches, so she's won more than, than the, all of them. So, much like Dana, Gordo's got the stats. So we might fly through some of the rest of it. Uh, Bobby Roode qualified for the Money in the Bank. Um, Yay. Moving on. Um, yeah, I, the only note I had here was, you know, Josie is here to have fun, and Corbin likes to stop people having fun. The bastard. Uh, yeah. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. We we have one segment that we have to to acknowledge here is the beautiful crowd in London, England, singing the song that Corbin's going bald. He's, he's going bald. bald. He's going. Corbin's going bald. Anyway, I leave it at that. That was magic. I love that. <laughs> they just you know they do what they want on these nights. They cheer the people they normally boo, and they boo the people they normally cheer. It's a bizarre old world. Maggle. That's Canada. Maggle, maggle. Um, uh, yes, Alexa Bliss also qualified for Money in the Bank. Wait, um, go to the women's segment here, lads. Fucking first time ever. Like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's such a great treat for the fans in attendance. A six woman tag match on motherfucking Raw. The fuck? What? Oh man, it was so great. It was boss time to begin with. Uh. Boss time. About time. What was it adjusted for being in a different time zone? Oh, that's true. It was taped. I never thought of that. So how could it have been boss time? It was British summertime boss time. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I don't claim to know the logistics. Ah, I got it. It was boss time, wasn't it? In it. In it, brav. Brav blood fam. (laughs) Brav blood fam. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about, the B-team. Oh, <laughs> Good old B-team. So the talent 
Lads, we need to do this on stage as we can keep this going all night. Please don't. I have the function to mute you all. You need to remember that. You wouldn't dare. What did I ask, Gordo? What did I not know? Say something there now, Gordo. You're muted, you fuck. All praise our overlord, Steve. Am I? Oh, you're back now. Oh, you can unmute yourself. <laughs> yeah, I fucking can. <laughs> I have somewhat. Ah, never mind. You have no power have here. No power. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, so the backstage segment with uh, Kurt, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas and Kurt Angle. Dallas and Axel are apparently now known as the B team, uh, which stands for the best team. <laughs> they tried the A team, but Kurt explained to them why they can't use that name. <laughs> da, 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 da. Get up. And the B team is undefeated. Undefeated, yeah, they got the win over Breezango. Um, this is Corey says that he's struggling to get an invite to the royal wedding. Says he doesn't know if he's allowed into the country that weekend. It's this uh, weekend, as WWE told me. And which country were they in? Bizarro World. Uh, yeah, uh, London, uh, probably a couple of miles away from the. Anyway, why are these things being said? Anyway, now this is one. Cole said, "Wait, we don't count wins and losses around here anymore." Isn't it about getting to the pay win- getting the win and going to the pay window? They're fucking listening. They read that article, lads. <laughs> it's, a, it's our new friend. It's a new buddy, Road Dog. Speaking of dogs. The dogs. <laughs> the guy, um, yeah, I put that article up about all the catchphrases and buzzwords they use. And then pay window comes back the next week. I'm just saying. More of that, please. Uh, Fandango is still over as fuck in the UK. Um, you wouldn't have heard it in the fucking, you wouldn't have heard it on the fucking feed we got. Yep. You can and see then, you can see the crowd doing the hand gestures, but it was fuck all audio. And then at the end, the, to end the segment with the match, uh, Booker T says that he loves it when a good plan, when a plan comes together. Oh, classic Booker! Yeah, I like that kid. If he didn't say that, I would have been disappointed. To be honest with you, and you had Cole, Corey, and Booker on the woken stuff after that as well. Senior Benjamin, Lord Wolfgang, King Maxwell, all get a shout out. But this part in the match where um, I was the revival, yeah, one of the lads from revival kind of flipped out of an arm drag. And he goes, wait, that athleticism flabbergasts me. That was wonderful. And he stood up and started doing the clap and the whole crowd clapped along. It was fucking delightful. No, it was Standing wonderful. ovation they got. But yeah, double sister Abigail, whatever they called it. What was it? Uh, oh, I have it here. Kiss of deletion. Wonderful. Yep. Like it, it deleted the revival all the way to NXT. Yeah, the revival got deleted. It's like uh, the lake of reincarnation. Yeah, one of the lads was at the WWE show in Dublin on Friday night. He said Hardy and Bray was the best part of the whole night. He fucking loved it. He said they were brilliant together. So, yes. And then to end the show, you had Braun and Finn Balor versus Zig Ziggaroo 2000, is what we're going with this week. What about Double D's? Hmm? What about double D's? Double D's. Oh, Dolphin Drew, yeah, double D. Double D. D yeah. squared. I, I I do like myself a, a pair of double D's, like. <laughs> yeah, they can be a bit much sometimes. Depends if they're in proportion to the rest of her. <laughs> One is much bigger than the other. Yeah. <laughs> they're, a bit, they're a bit lopsided. Yeah, they, you know, you want, you want them to be, you know, the same size. Are, uh, in the same position as the main. Oh, okay. oh, damn, idiots. <laughs> Wrestling. 
<laughs> wrestling. Uh, Broad Strowman, six weeks ago or seven weeks, whatever WrestleMania was, uh, he had a story that he didn't want or need a partner. Since then, he's been teaming with literally everybody. <laughs> he teams up with, with uh, Finn Balor tonight. Braun's entrance was fucking hilarious. He does the pose and then the whole place does the Braun scream as well. And then he just shouts, good job. <laughs> he moves on. Uh, Braun starts bouncing around in the wing, ring waiting for the other two lads to come out. And Balor is just getting thrown around the place. <laughs> just the weight difference is incredible. Um, this Booker, my, I think I said it earlier, but I jumped the gun. This is my favorite moment of Booker for the night. So he's kind of, you know, McIntyre looking like an old school wrestler, which is quite cool. Uh, Booker says he walks with a certain swag when you got oh, when he, when you got back up oh yeah sorry when you got back up like Drew McIntyre you say this guy, this guy here that's all man right there dog you, you don't want to mess with it I like that Booker T <laughs> a hero whatever he does there's no filter it's just whatever he thinks whatever way the words come together whatever he's yep. saying it saying it all out uh, I, I, I'm liking the fact that they're starting to go with uh, Ziggler's music first, then Drew. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just just such a better flow. The only other thing we're talking about from Raw before we maybe talk about one thing on SmackDown, if that uh, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax booked for the title at was it Money in the Bank? Yeah, yeah. it's an interesting call. Yes. Now, who is going to be the in-ring general here to work to make this match work? <laughs> uh, like follow the money. You follow the money. You want You want people. You want to get eyes on it. You have to use Ronda. I reckon so. it's going to be a dodgy finish. Natalia, Natty, Natty sets up Natty versus Ronda at SummerSlam. Considering that's one of their big shows, and you'd imagine Natty will put on a solid enough match with her. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this match goes very long at all. As no. in a minute, and then somehow Natty breaks it up. We'll we'll find out in the coming weeks. They'll start to sow the seeds of dissension there somewhere. And she yeah, they won't even let them do anything. Do not let Nia Jax near Ronda Rousey. Do not let her anywhere near her. If she drops uh, her on her head, <laughs> Ronda locks in the armbar within forty-five seconds, and then Natty hits the ring and breaks up the armbar. I don't know. I I genuinely don't see the muddy finish that you guys see. I I with the way the interview went down on the NBC red carpet, you know, Ronda acknowledged the fact straight away that she was not in line for a title match. Oh, she I know said, that that's going to be the part of the dusty uh, of the finish is because Natty also will believe the same thing, and that's why she's going to cost Ronda. Yeah, but that's you're you're assuming here that that Natty's going to turn on Ronda. Yeah, be, but Ronda effectively said agreed with Ronda with Natty that she doesn't deserve it either. But Nia is challenging her, so she's not going to back down from a challenge. So I don't see the logic here of Ronda skipping the queue because she's not demanding to be skipping the queue. She's Natty's a dirty will be a dirty heel. She doesn't need to. Uh, she I, could have said no. She could have given the t- the title match to Natty or to Carmella yeah. or to Two Paws. Or... I I will buy the next uh, round of uh, d- delightful treats at her HQ the next time if I am proven wrong. But uh, I fully think that. This is either going to be a 30-second squash match with uh, Rousey winning comprehensively clean very quickly, or it'll involve a cash-in with the money in the bank. That was the other one I thought. I did think cash-in. I genuinely don't see a Natty heel turn straight away here for this. I am very open to be proven wrong, but I will place a bet with you all now that her favorite delicatessen in her headquarters will be on this guy if I'm wrong. 
I, I think yeah. we I think we have to take that bet. Oh yeah, someone, <laughs> someone write that down. <laughs> well, we have we have audio proof. <laughs> on the flip side, if I am right, then my meal is all on you, motherfuckers. That's an easy bet. It costs each. us three quid each. Each. Yeah, no, each. <laughs> each. So I'm getting all that triple triple chicken. Yeah. You're going to die in a KFC now, you realize. Don't <laughs> <laughs> fucking give away headquarters. People will be showing yeah, up. Yeah. The 2 bit HQ, 2 bit towers. Yeah, the cool founding company. <laughs> <laughs> Cool with a K. Cool, cool founders club. Yeah, there you no go. girls allowed. <laughs> um, one day, I'll do Brian and Cass just because I want to get this little bit at the end. They've changed up some of the buzzwords. Um, I'm hypersensitive to them now since they're not that article. I'm just hearing them more often. So Brian up and SmackDown says he was so upset that he lose Rusev, but he'll be the champion. Yada yada yada. Usual bullshit. Cass interrupts. But usual bullshit. But then he attacks. Uh, so he attacks Brian and targets the previously injured knee. He said that twice. Not surgically repaired. That's out. Can't use that anymore. Oh, because that makes it so weak because they have to be have surgery. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Injury is more masculine. And mm. surgeries can only happen at local medical facilities. That's true. Uh, so this whole thing, right, took 19 minutes until it ended. Quick promo to start show. 19 minutes uh, in terms of the actual TV time, forgetting about in ring or any of that shit. 19 minutes until it ended, uh, and, the next start, uh, uh, and the next segment started after the break, which was the match. Then a further four minutes until the bell rang, because it was all entrances. So they're in full-on time-wasting mode this far out from Money in the Bank already. Yep, imagine what this would be like if it was a three-hour show. Yeah. Oh, man. Chinlock City. Yeah. So another one I wanted to bring in, New Day versus the Bar in a Money, Money in the Bank qualifier. So... Uh, Basically, Xavier and Big E are the free birds here. Um, con- the commentators ignore the match while the Miz is at the desk. And then Miz is the one that correcting them and telling them to call the match, which I really liked. The Miz was fantastic. Yeah, he was. Um, the <sighs> match goes to break. I always do it. You shouldn't be shocked anymore when he's good. <laughs> I still don't like the guy. Um, it's definitely freezing over this week. Ah, long live Enzo. Uh, match goes the match goes to break 90 seconds after it came back from break and then they did the picture in picture ad break drives me crazy so the but first they didn't break, have that in sky sports hmm. yeah no because i watched it illegally on the internet <laughs> <laughs> what? you're being illegal just like your buddy enzo nope, what he did it was perfectly legal uh the first break was longer than the opening of the match which was odd anyway the what else did they do Anyway, oh yeah, so they come back and break and Phillips is calling a pin attempt and can the bar knock off the New Day here? I say, what? This is a match to determine a singles match in the Money in the Bank. Singles place in Money in the Bank. What are they knocking off? Each other. Way! Hey. Off the, a ladder. The, the buzzwords on their bingo card. Uh, Woods breaks up a sharpshooter by Cesaro on Big E as the ref stares at it. Disqualification. No? Uh, you're allowed one interference. Eh, Maybe. Letter of the law, not spirit of the law. Like that poor goalkeeper there. The rule, the Irish the rule in the 70s. Each team is allowed one interference to break up either a pin or submission. Really? That's in the rules. That's bollocks. Although it does 
you know, it's like a gamble. I'm going to watch for that now, see if that's followed. You realize I'm not following in any way, but that is the rule. <laughs> <laughs> You're creating a monster here, Nikki. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm going to be a fucking. Now, they, they broke up six. They broke up six in this match. <laughs> yeah. There were, like, there were six interferences in this matchup. Um, the commentators tell us that New Day winning is going to drive a wedge between them. And these are the people that said they want Kofi to win the title for years. Watch your own product. I reckon they're going to give it to Woods because oh. he's the one that won the match and he's been doing really well lately. Yeah, they've been pushing him. Either he's, one been, of them. he's been the representative of the New Day for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if it was anyone but Woods. But the point is, is that they're saying there'll be a wedge. You can't drive no. a wedge. You can't drive that wedge. No, only Woods is able to drive a wedge into things. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Allegedly, I have. We get Roger Rabbit over here. Uh, the alleged wrestling punk. <laughs> 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 Suffering, suck a dash. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty good. Alleged uh, wrestling, I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> Where's Matthew uh, from Batchmania when you need him? <laughs> uh the two B, what are they called? Bludgeon Brothers. Utter gibberish is what I had down here. Joy, it is a, is a disease. We're like, okay, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Speaking of disease, yes, go on. <laughs> fucking knocked it out of the park. So I have a very elaborate, elaborate joke to make. Oh God, <laughs> don't read on. Uh, Page puts Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose in a Money in the Bank qualifier triple threat against Becky Lynch. Uh, the former Absolution members are again shocked by their former leader who doesn't have their backs. Uh, there has been no explanation why Paige hates these girls all of a sudden. Is it the whole, I'm okay with the fact that, oh, she's moved to management and you can't be friends with the guys on the floor anymore type thing. That's fine. But there's no on-screen explanation for that, which annoys me. Anyway. Mm. Mandy Rose gets the Emelina entrance. So now they finally have their Emelina. And they, they did an old Hollywood trick. I can see he's smiling already. You know where I'm going. They put Vaseline. It's Vaseline blur on (laughs) on the screen. That's what they do. And it makes it have a bit of a glow. Um, (laughs) Was it Vaseline though? Yeah. Well, like it was either the Vaseline effect or, you know, Paige was just in the ring. (laughs) Maybe she touched one of the cameras. Who knows? (laughs) After one of her backstage segments, she might have touched the camera lens. Who knows? We're referring to them as backstage segments now, are we? (laughs) Backdoor, backstage. Backdoor, backdoor segments. (laughs) Yeah. So there was little children floating on the screen. (laughs) And Ah, come on. (laughs) Repeal the cameras. Uh, you have to peel something off them anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, somebody won that match. Who was it, Becky? Hey. Um, with the Almas debut, <laughs> Johnny had the best tweet ever. Uh, Almas, he just like a like a report. It was Almas easily beats two legged Zach Gowan. Zelina <laughs> 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 uh, Vega is shorter than the top rope. That's another thing I noticed. And they said they're here to take over. Selena, Selena Vega, ex-girlfriend. Oh, back in the game. Back in the game. Ducky, quack, quack. Rusev Day, in the opposite problem Roman has, they're told to hate on the crowd. 
Uh, even though they continue to cheer them being being ran down by Rusev Day, because logic. Uh, Lana's Russian again. She wasn't Russian last week. Ah, uh, she wasn't very Russian. She was half and half. Yeah, she was Russian, I thought. She, she wasn't Russian at all. She was taking her time. Ah, uh, you're So Aiden sings Rusev Day to close, so they chant along. So do I hate them or love them? Tell me how to feel. I'm more confused about the fact that they tease Lana breaking them up and then she was all pally pally with everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They dropped that like butter. Mm-hmm. Dropped it like it's hot. Speaking mm-hmm. of set runs. So hot right so now. So hot right now. <laughs> so hot right now. Uh, what else? Do we even want to mention the celebration? <laughs> nope. That's it, okay if we skip that. That it was hot garbage. It won't be the worst thing we see on WWE TV this month. You calling? You calling the expose next week? Uh, I, I'm still thinking this is slightly better than that fucking shit down segment he had with Renee as well. And yes, I did say shit down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was this could fuck off as well. But still, Paige here, and essentially we get Carmella versus Asuka at Money in the Bank, and they can't have they can't have Carmella win surely. But the commentary at the end of this was world class. Um, so Saxon's comment was you say Mella is money well Mella is in trouble uh, Phillips chimed in then with more genius stats the woman who owns a 914 day winning streak is coming for Carmella and then Corey cleans it all up and goes Asuka lost and then that was it <laughs> like, who the fuck let these people on TV um, finish it up me and Steve are going to have a rant I think here but for very different reasons. <laughs> AJ and Nakamura, Steve. I'm not going to run down what happened. People saw the fucking show. Oh, man. This is... You know, we, we all have pet peeves. But before we... will set it up. Basically, uh, a match on TV between Nakamura and AJ, which is getting really played out as it is. The match... The winner of the match decides the stipulation for the match. Next time. Carry on. Mm-hmm. What is the point of this? You obviously said it's the stipulation choosing uh, match to for their next match. You know this is for the world title. This is their their flagship champion effectively because Brock Lesnar is non-existent anymore. No, but Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah. No, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is so hot right now. He is so hot right now. Seth Rollins. What? Tell me how to feel. No, no. It's this whole thing, right? It's my it's one of my biggest annoyances, and I know you have your annoyance with the champion losing uh before a match, you know, in a non title match. Not even just any champion, the fucking WWE champion. Yeah. They, they write this show. This isn't this isn't a live sport. This isn't football and things happen and you deal with it. They write this, they plan these things. It annoys me. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but we've had a match at WrestleMania. We've had a match at the Greatest Royal Rumble. We've had a match at Backlash. Now we've had a match on SmackDown, and we're going to have a match at Money in the Bank. This what? one was the best one. Like the oh, completely! Don't get me wrong. Like I, I completely the, the the match quality is on an upward curve. But why the sweet fucking baby fucking Jesus Christ do we have to watch this so many times? We've watched Kenny Omega and Kazuka Okada. Wrestled what three times? And he thought I'd fuck his name up. Do you remember that? Kazuchika. I know. My mic broke up there. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. um, 
three times, and there were three classics. We've watched Nakamura Styles four times already, and the most recent one wouldn't even break a four-star rating for Meltzer. It was a good match. It was a but... good match, you know. But you know, when when you're talking about Nakamura and Styles, and you're saying it was a good match, by definition, it was a bad match yeah. because you yep. should be saying any match involving those two should be great, and anything less than great is not good. Also. Why the fuck is this a non-title match? Because you have to decide the stipulation. Yeah. Fucking because Nakamura was booked to win. Play a fucking game of fucking rock, paper, scissors then, for fuck's sake. Yep. Play a game of Rochambeau. Rochambeau. (laughs) Flip a coin. I don't give a fuck. It was all set up. You should not be having a match to determine a stipulation for your match. I I miss the days where it used to be something like... Each one of them would nominate someone to represent them. I can't remember who the hell done it. Was a Triple H challenge or something? Yeah, even yeah, you beat the clock challenge would be fine. But I think it was a Triple H Austin at the time where they done it, where each of them had to nominate someone Mm. to have a match, and the winner of that match, then the person who nominated them got to choose the stipulation. So we're going back fifteen to eighteen years ago. No, no, that's that's good creative writing. Yeah, I don't want. I don't even want to say that this was lazy writing. Because that's that that in itself isn't good enough. It's just bad writing. You know, we we often criticize WWE for catering to a casual fan and not you know giving a show a smart feel. This was just downright foundation level mats for the junior cert fucking level of intelligence. It was just fucking bad. Yeah, no, I, I I saw the argument online where people were making of the whole thing of, well, this is the only chance that fans in the UK get to see this live. Now, my own attitude to that is, well, that doesn't mean it has to be on TV because after 205 Live, they had a dark match. So it you is. could have had it be an untitled dark match after it. Which in the copy of the of SmackDown I watched, I saw the announcement for because they accidentally left it in in the feed they sent over. Yep. Page <laughs> here announced it. Um, but yeah, like, the, like, and that was an argument that I okay, I would have said if they just had 205 live and that was the end of it all, then yeah, I can kind of see where they're coming from. It's it is a big marquee match between two of the top stars in the company at the moment. You want to give that to one of your big markets, I'd get it. But when you have a dark match where you could throw it, why does it have to be on TV? That's I like the idea of Rochambeau. <laughs> but I assume we're getting a last man standing match because of the finish of the last oh, time. Has to be. That's yeah. the only way they can do it. I, w- I was still hoping for an Iron Man because then that'll at least give them a set time frame where they could just tear the house down. But just dick punch after dick, but DQ, 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 DQ. <laughs> oh See, we God. have the highest scoring Iron Man match of all time 18, 18 all with 30 <laughs> seconds to go. And then both of them realize, shit, I can't low blow him right now. Literally bleeding from the dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the refs will have to get gloves and clean it up and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah, a it's short fire show. <laughs> it's a short oh, fire main event. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, yeah. like, did anyone else hate it as much as I did? I like as soon like because I was I was watching Raw and I'd, I'd seen the announcement that Shane McMahon made online saying that they're facing each other at my advance at Grand, and they were advertising on Raw. With t- well, they weren't specifically saying they were having a match, but they were hinting at them having a match for SmackDown. I'm like, what's up with this? As soon as SmackDown opens, they said there's a match. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. 
It's just I I I, I hate the match before the match. It just it makes no sense. The subtlety of a bulldozer. This crowd, anyway. Yeah, and like I from reading the true Twitter at the time of SmackDown as well, it seemed like most people hated the idea as well. Yeah, the match. I mean, the match was good. No issue with the match itself, but the whole point of the match was like, why? Yeah, and it was predictable. That was one of yeah. my worst parts of it. You knew that because it was a non-title match, that that Nakamura was always going to win, and it was going to be a dodgy finish. Yeah, and it makes more sense for Nakamura to be the one to pick the stipulation for it anyway. It's storyline-wise that makes more sense. Yeah. The baby face overcomes all the odds. Type yeah. Thing. But here's the thing, right? Forgetting about this, so we just well, it'll be a conversation for another day. But just quickly, he has to win the title here. Yep, which means rematch. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> All the way through. Oh, the dude got their automatic rematches lately. On the lower titles, though, was it? Remember, remember, Balor hasn't had his. Mm. Yeah, he went off injured for nine months. Owens hasn't had his. He was too uh, busy with Jericho. Goldberg, yeah. I know. I agree with you, though. Yeah, Goldberg but, um, hasn't had his. <laughs> he retired. <laughs> he, he gone. He gone. He did. Oh, Hall of Fame. R.I.P. Well, look, that's everything from TV this week, and uh, I strongly recommend recommend you do what I did. Um, if it's a tape show, you don't even need to watch it. I watched most of this on YouTube, and I, if anything that was good, I watched to see could I find some nuggets of information, uh, like as in stupid shit that Booker said. <laughs> you know, you can find some of them nuggets of information online on tubitsports.com. Yay, cheap pop. Cheap pop. Um... So yeah, do you want to very briefly talk about Scrapper Media, as in two minutes? Yeah, because we are going to do an hour and a half in here. We're going to do a full uh, Scrapper Mania slash Contenders recap uh, separately to this. So just it yeah, was forget, a fantastic it. weekend. Just a good, you had a good time. Like yeah, yeah that was so good. Two of the best OTD shows, I think. Literally, if you're listening to this right now, we'll allow you to pause it, go away for three and a half hours, watch Scrapper Mania. <laughs> After that, then go watch Contenders Nine, then come back and join us for we'll recap everything and have a chat about it. Yeah, it was keep the fucking fun. tab open. Don't start closing tabs on us here. Go for three and a half hours, but keep it open. You know what? <laughs> actually, close the tab and then reload it again so we get an extra view count. Thanks. Yeah, and go go into incognito mode to register an extra view count as well. That'd be great. And, and tell if, your friends on your phone too. Open it up on a couple of different things. Like if you want to run it through iTunes and have that muted, and um, SoundCloud have that muted, and Stitcher again muted. Podcast uh, addict. Pod- podcast yeah. addict. All of these places. Just you know, you can find us on most podcast apps that iTunes feeds into. Yeah. Be sound like that. That's our fucking plugs done and everything. Jesus. Yeah. We have original ways to do plugs every week. I have to give us that. We. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. I also did a thing during the week uh, with Mark from uh, the Grapple Arcade. It's up on our YouTube channel, which you are lovingly calling our Patreon. We're never doing a Patreon. Just <laughs> calling <laughs> our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're hoping that sort of stuff, like any of these, like the OTT stuff, we put it on uh, YouTube, get some subscribers that way. Because if we just put the same stuff o- stuff over, you know, it's not so going to get. So how did it go with the Grapple Arcade? What uh, what were you chatting about? Very good. Just talking about Jesus. Fuck's sake. Yeah. So listen, compliment me on my f- second interview I've ever done ever. There were, <laughs> there were twelve years apart. Or thirteen years apart. <laughs> or I interviewed a famous wrestler. Would you believe it or not? Ooh. For a college project. Ooh. How famous are we talking? Uh, he worked for Irish Whip Wrestling at the time. Ooh. So yeah. uh, is he currently famous or was he famous before he worked for Irish Whip Wrestling? He's known. He's well known. He goes under a different name now. Singular name. He used to have a, a triple barrel name. 
what was it a tree initials that uh was about it would be like a signal to a boat yes <laughs> okay cool <laughs> that's fake news but, <laughs> i did not interview seamus o'shaughnessy um we had to interview a known person for an for a thing for college and I didn't want to go bothering someone that was known around Galway because I had literally moved to Galway. I didn't know who was famous. All I knew who was like Tommy Tiernan. That was about it. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I'm not going to go. Hey, Tommy, how are you? Will you help me? So my friend and I got really drunk and uh, day drunk. And we what? pretended he was a wrestler working for <laughs> IWW. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to find it. It's some, I think my mother has it on a laptop somewhere. Uh, we, we talked about an upcoming show. Somehow they were in the point. I don't know how the far, the what are what's it called now? The three arena. Somehow they were selling out the three arena. <laughs> oh wow, fair uh, play to him. Big step uh, up from the forum in Waterford, like. Yeah, yeah. I assume, yeah. Seamus, what was Seamus O'Shock? What did he go by Seamus O'Shock? Missy at the time, probably. Yeah, did. yeah, he's SOS yeah. against uh, Young Fergal Devish, I suppose. He was working with the rival promotion, actually. Yeah, he was NWR, uh, NWR Ireland. Yeah, it was a super show, actually. It was uh, <laughs> versus NWR. There was a few at one time, so that, that's not out of possibility. But they never yeah. faced off against each other. Yeah, like he was, um, he came out to um, Fields of Gold by Sting. That was his entrance music. I think it was a gag from Zoolander. It was like, you know, I, I, it's not that I like the song, it's that I respect that he wrote it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was fueled by, there used to be the guy on the can of, is it Carpacki or Dutch Gold or one of the cheaper beers? And he says that that's who he aspires to be. He was carrying a barrel or something, and he's like, "Look at the muscles on that guy. That's the type of guy I want to be." The irony that Bruiser Ballyman Bruiser used to come out with a Dutch Gold can that says yeah. he was called the man with the golden can. Well, he obviously heard Thank my you. interview. So it's gimmick infringement. Bruiser, <laughs> you're fucking welcome, lad. Uh, yeah. So we don't know where the Broganator is now. But I'm sure he's still working the indies, just making towns. <laughs> Wrestling that I mainstream, like. Yeah. Uh, uh, where was I? Anyway, yeah, the interview. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, I talked to Mark from the Grapple Arcade just about um, all wrestling games, really, and uh, and how shit the new wrestling games are, basically. But uh, talking about No Mercy, Here Comes the Pain, Shut Your Mouth, uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters, all the old stuff, even a quick mention of WrestleFest, WrestleMania, the arcade game, all that sort of stuff. Aki all games. the old, yeah, the Aki games, that beautiful, beautiful period. I wanted to spend more time with him on that. Maybe in that, maybe next time. The 20th anniversary of WCW versus NWO uh, World Tour is in November, so I'm thinking maybe we have a chat about that. Nice. God damn, that's a great game, and also fucking hell, that's 20 years old. <laughs> But yeah, I really like the, the concept around what they're running as well, though, the different nights and stuff like that. It's really interesting and maybe an old road trip at some stage. Yeah, so basically in Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> we started doing uh, gaming nights, basically, in a, in a pub, and they're going to branch out a little bit. They're kind of getting started out. Uh, they just set up a console, play some wrestling games, a few beers, a bit of food on a weeknight. I like the party he said as well. It was like, it's, it couldn't be more niche. It's the tip of the funnel here. Weeknight drinking. Uh, uh, video games and wrestling video games. I mean, you're not getting a, and the fact that they drew thirty or forty people or whatever it was the first night. Fucking fair play to them. That's good yeah. going. I I loved the bit about the uh, getting the own brew beer and uh, it's going to be catch as catch can. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He, he needs to take that idea. Yeah, <laughs> catch as catch can. But yeah, um, yeah, you can check them out at the Grapple Arcade and the interview is up on our YouTube channel. Just search Two Bit Sports and you'll find it. It's the most recent one. But by the time you listen to this, there could be an OTT Scrapper Mania video there instead. Uh, make and... sure to subscribe. 
Yeah, that big red button that says subscribe, you need to press that or the video won't play. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. And then press play after that to make sure the video plays. <laughs> it's a two-step process. It's new. You might have heard about it. You were at work. But uh, yeah. And lastly as well, I wanted to do kind of do these smaller DIY type podcasts. We've got to help each other out, you know. So I started ages ago and I said, I'm going to listen to some of the people I follow. And the first one I did was uh, Take Two Takedown podcast, the T3 lads, uh, Craig and John. So uh, I, th- I think we'd all say we're kind of big fans of their show as well. Um, so if you have more time after listening to us and all that sort of stuff, check out the lads at uh, Take Two Takedown podcast. You'll find them on Twitter and like, they're on Podbean and all iTunes and all the usual spots. But good, good bunch of lads, lads. Their podcast goes up on a Thursday morning our time. Yeah, mm. yeah, they're very good. They know their stuff, and it's 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 not far away from our show. Actually, it's kind of similar. They're just having the crack, taking the piss out of wrestling, and uh, they talk about their local promotions as well as we do. All the goodness, and it's a get up and go type podcast. There's no podcast one behind it. You will not hear ads for True Car or DDP <laughs> Yoga. Or actually, just tell you lads, I'm doing DDP Yoga. It's really helping me. I did it years ago. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it. And um, I'm looking I, for a new. I'm looking for a new car. <laughs> I don't want to deal with all the dealerships and the hats. <laughs> Unless you're getting paid, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, what, what else around? What other podcasts? You know, you know what we need, lads. We need someone that prepares our meals for us and sends them to us because I don't know oh, if I can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, there is one, and I'm going to be using it in around about twenty minutes. It's called Just Eat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh yeah but yeah um check out uh take two takedown comes highly recommended from us anyway they're yeah, and they're yeah. some bunch of lads a bunch of lads. good brothers and for some reason they seem to like me i don't oh, know they why. love you yeah they love you to see your your reaction to bobby lashley's segment next week we'll see you oh uh, well, well it depends what day we fucking record it because i'm not around most of next weekend yeah um so we'll have to see i may have to dial we'll make, in we'll make it happen yeah and I won't be here Friday either. So we need to do it and have it out by Friday evening. It has to be done, recorded, and edited. So well, I'll be I'll be heading to Waterford early Friday morning. So I have to go home Fine. and vote no on Friday evening. Ooh. And that's next week. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. The old, uh, repeal or no repeal. Next repeal week. the babies. Repeal the babies or don't repeal the babies. <laughs> Abortions for some. Yeah, Ooh. miniature, tiny American flags for others. Yay! So, but yeah, tell the Irish people out there, get out and fucking vote. Yeah, whether, whichever way you're voting. Three of you might hear this. At the end of the day, just get out and fucking vote. You have a right to vote, so go fucking use it. Mm-hmm. 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 See, look at us there. Being sound. Bunch of good brothers. And uh, vote yes. <laughs> Or, or no, no. Well, whatever or your no. preference is. Whatever your preference is. I would already vote often. Or, or yes. Or, yes. Yes. Just vote yes. yes. Or, or no. Yes. yes. Or, or no. It's up to you. you we know, don't judge. You want. We won't judge, we judge you. You know, that's fine. We, we won't know, but cheese yeah. as well. <laughs> fine, you know. Yeah, Back cheese is one for Back to the Maglin laundries and. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, finding babies in tomb stuff like that. Yeah, let's, let's keep that going. This got very political. All of a <laughs> <laughs> or, or vote no, whatever. We, we don't judge. Yeah. When's the moratorium? 
I was going to say we're a wrestling show, but then Katie Vick popped into my head for some reason. Ah, <laughs> uh, she's never out of my mind. The poor old woman. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Poor Lita's baby. Or that baby getting punted by Snitsky. <laughs> Damn that Gene Snitsky. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. Uh, oh, fuck me. There's another link to the T3 boys. They're big yeah. fans of Snitsky. He's, he's the <laughs> champion of their local promotion. Yeah. yeah, but they also like Mojo, so fuck those guys. Oh, get fucked. He's uh, a local boy. <laughs> yeah, he still get fucked. I'm sure he does. He's quite a rich, rich man, I mean, you know, <laughs> in not good the, shape. Not, I'm sure he gets not the good oh, kind of getting fucked. Oh, oh our kind. The, the, the bad kind of getting fucked, yeah. <laughs> right, lads. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the time for Q to go. The, <laughs> the big dogs. <laughs> the big dogs. <laughs> But yeah, usual stuff. Follow us at Two Bit Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook.com for us as Two Bit Sports, YouTube, search for Two Bit Sports, and uh, Two Bit Sports.com. You know, retweet, like, follow, do a dance, Shazam, um, Tinder, all those things. Do all those get things. Down tonight. <laughs> get down tonight. But yeah, um, yeah, we, it'll be a weird schedule next week. Uh, Smackdown might get sacrificed next week. We'll see what happens the way our schedule works. But it'll be out as usual on Friday night. And me and Gordo are going to get pissed at two separate weddings. So, Nicky's going to another one. There's three weddings. Three weddings next week. The expense oh. that's going to put on the show. But it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to a funeral when the abortion referendum passes. <laughs> Just a, ma- a mass funeral, is it? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, no. Good oh, night, yes. all. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Good night, all. Good night, all.